Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Stacey, get back up here for a minute. Let's get a little bit more of that. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Let's just, I want to see just a little bit more of that. I want us to I want us all just stand real quickly, if you don't mind. Standing one more time. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready. 
There's about to be a mighty move of God this week. Come on, tell them there's about to be a mighty move of God this week. You will not be disappointed. And you will not leave here without. Because I have no doubt. That's why I shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For it is about to come about. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I'm so glad you're here this morning. We are so glad to be here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm just, I'm grateful and thankful that we can still come together and worship God in the middle of everything else going on. There are a lot of churches. You know, we travel all over the United States, and we were just actually in Port St. Lucie this past week ministering. And uh, there are, there was even churches there in Florida. Of course, you know, Florida's wide open. We don't have any restrictions in Florida. But still, there are some churches that just, you know, they decided that they're not going to open. And, uh, but it's all over. In Michigan, there are no churches open. And they haven't been open since March. Oh, so can you imagine what the atmosphere must be like? My uncle and them, and I have family members that live in Michigan, and they say that atmosphere is horrible. It is horrendous. Nobody's going to church. Everybody's, you know, uh, a lot of the, most of the restaurants are closed. I'm mean, they're all closed. You can't go inside of a restaurant. I think you can do takeout, but... So there, you know, and so the restrictions, and it's, it's what it's doing, it, it's separating. Yes. Mm -hmm. We have never, listen, God did not create us to be separated. He created us to be together. Right. You know, and I'm not discounting that this, this, this virus that's going around is not real. It's real. Yeah. But the last time I checked, the word of God says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yes. Yes. And so I have seen uh, in, in, with my own eye, um, when this began to come out, I remember I was called, you know, I called my dad. We were, I, I was actually in Louisiana ministry when this came out in March. And, um, and I remember when this came out, I told my dad, I said, you will see now. You will see people who are uh, in faith and who those are. I said, their lack of faith will be exposed. Yep. You know, and so we're seeing it across the land. We're seeing it across, you know, actually literally across the world because, you know, we have, you know, we go all over the world and minister. And where people are actually have they have traded their faith in for fear. This is not the time to be in fear. This is more this time to be in faith. And we got to be in faith more than we've ever been before. And we got to set our, our ourselves like flint. We got to be we got to root and ground ourselves in the Word of God like we've never been rooted and grounded before. You know, like we were seeing deeper, deeper still. You know, we got to go. We need to go in deeper. This is not the time to kind of step back and just kind of like. Um, Wait around with your feet, get away. Like if you go to the beach, you know, the waves are coming and you kind of just wander around, you know, with your feet. But now's the time to dive in. Time's, now's the time to get into where the water is deep because we need to be, we need to be covered in the word of God. We need to be saturated. Come on, everybody say saturated. We need to be saturated with the word of God. Listen, this is nothing new. You understand this word has gone through this many, many times. We just didn't have the social media like we have now. We didn't have all the, 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 the availabilities of, of, of television and, and all the news and everything that's going on. Listen, this can't even compare to the black plague. This can't even compare to the swine flu. It hasn't even come close to those things. And now you study the history of time throughout the world. I mean, through the history. I mean, things have been a whole lot worse than this. But because the enemy is using social media to put fear in us, we should be allowing the, the, the word to put fear in us. We should be stepping out of faith like we never have before. Amen. Come on, either you believe the word of God or you don't. 
And so now more so than ever before, we need to, to, to dive in. You know, my wife used the scripture, Luke 22. It's actually verse 31. It says this. It says, Say, Simon, Simon. You know, and, 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 and my wife, they, they tell me, I, I always say that Peter was the first um, registered ADD individual. <laughs> because if you study the, the life of Peter, Peter was always changing his mind. He can never make up his mind one way or the other. You know, one time he's doing this, one time he's doing that. And you remember when Jesus told Peter, he said, now, Peter, he said, uh, you know, because he was talking to um, Jesus when he went to Judas and he told Jesus to go do what you had to do, you know, at, at this last supper. And so, you know, Peter began to talk to him and he said, Master, I'll never leave you. I'm always here. And Jesus told Peter, he said, you, you denied me three times before the cock crows. No, I won't, Jesus. No, I'm here. I'm standing with you. It won't a matter of hours and Peter already denied Jesus. Yeah. ADD. And then, listen, then Jesus, look, goes out to the garden and prays. And Peter couldn't even pray for an hour with him. Remember? He said, come on, you need to pray. And then they leave the garden. The soldiers come and Jesus turns to Peter and says, no, don't mess with them. Don't touch them. Before he can even get out of his mouth, Peter takes his sword and cuts the soldier's ear off. Seriously, Peter. Huh? Seriously. So we see here in Luke 22, when Jesus told, said, Simon, Simon, because he had to get his attention. One time is not enough. Uh, come on now. One time. And so we, that's why we got to keep coming to church. We can't keep coming and getting in the word of God. You know, I, I, Dad Hagen, if you ever study behind Dad Hagen, if you ever been to his meetings, I mean, he was repetitious. I mean, every crusade, he would teach almost the same thing over and over because that was his calling and gift on faith, how to live a life of faith. And so it got to the point where I could literally preach his messages sitting on the front row because I traveled with him. And so I'll never forget one time I was sitting beside Mom Hagen and Dad was going in. So I wasn't trying to make fun. I was just like, I know what he's going to do. So and as he gets ready to go to that scripture, I said, we're going to turn to this scripture. He goes, we're turning to that scripture. And I said, we're going to go here. He's going to say this. And I quoted what he's going to say, you know, real low. And Mom, all of a sudden, Mom Hagen took her elbow and, and hit me in my rib. I was like, what in the world? And she says, you never mocked the anointing. And so that thing went off on me like a light bulb. Because what was happening was I, I had allowed myself become, to become familiar. Huh? Mm. To become familiar where I think I knew it, but I really don't know it. You never really know. That's why when we get into church, we get into the word of God. We have to read like we've never read it before. Mm. When we come to work, when the pastor is ministering, we have to come in like we've never, even if he preaches the same message that he preached three months ago. It's like he never preached before. Because in the middle of all that, there is that golden nugget. Huh? There's that golden nugget that's actually going to set you free. That's actually going to change your life. Come on now. Because all one word from God. All we need is one word. Come on now. You may have heard pastor. I mean, if you've been here a while, pastor's been pastoring this church for a while. You're going to, he's going to preach a message you've heard before. If you keep coming. But it's never the same. He may go through the same scriptures. He may go to, it may even be similar to the same title, but it's never the same word. Because see, what happens is when we're ministering, the Holy Spirit is not just, it is also ministering to you. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been in meetings where I've got a whole different message. Remember, I was, you know, a couple weeks ago, we were in Sarasota, and we were home for, for a few days. And so we went to our, our, our home church there in uh, St. Augustine, not Sarasota, St. Augustine. And the pastor was up there ministering, and I heard some of the things he was saying before, you know, and, 
But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit began to take what he was saying and began to download me. And so I took out my tablet and I'm sitting there and I put together a whole mother message right there. While wow, he's preaching a different message, but using the same scriptures. The word of God says that he could not put everything in the Bible. The world could not contain all the things that actually Jesus said. In three and a half years, he said the world could not contain. The, there is no book in the, in the world that can contain what Jesus has spoken in three and a half years. Wow. So that's why it will behoove us. That's why it will make sense to us that we sit there and we allow ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit. We listen to the Holy Spirit as the, as the teachings are being going on. Allow the minister, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. Because what pastor gets is going to be totally different what Tina gets and what, and what Stacey will get or what Diane will get. Come on now. Because see, the Holy Spirit knows what you're going to need today. The Holy Spirit knows what you're going to need tomorrow. And the Holy Spirit knows what you're going to need next week. And the Holy Spirit, believe it or not, the Holy Spirit knows how to help you get out of your situation. Amen. Come on, glory to God. So we see in Luke twenty-two thirty-one, it says, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to sift you like wheat. In other words, he wants to shred you. And you can put your, actually, you can put your name there. Actually, what is it? It says, feel, feel. Because see, when I read the word of God, I make it personal. Because it's not just Jesus talking to Simon. It's Jesus talking to Tina. It's Jesus talking to Diane. It's Jesus, come on now. Hallelujah, Jesus talking to Holly. So we can put our names there when Jesus begins to be very specific in names. You can actually put your name. Yes, amen. Come on now, you can put your name there. And so it becomes, it becomes personal. The Word of God was never designed to just be generic. Amen. Come on now, the Word of God has been designed to be personal. And, if it's, if, and when, you, when you begin to read the Word of God, that's why a lot of times people say, well, I don't understand what the Word of God Because you have never yet have made it personal. This is a love letter. Come on now. This is a love letter to us. Amen. Come on. The Bible, this, is the, this, is, this is our direction. This is our plan of life. This is how we can get out of stuff that we've gotten ourselves into. Amen. Amen. So we have to make ourselves fertile. So when, when Luke twenty two thirty one says, when Simon, Simon, Satan have desired to have you because he wants to sift you like we know. He wants to shred your life. Sifting means shredding. That means, in other words, taking that which is valuable and making and devaluing it. Let me try this out over here. Now, come on now. That is Satan is trying to take something that is valuable because you understand you are valuable and precious in the eyes of God. Come on, you are a creation of God. You're not a mistake. You're not here by accident. God never intended, He never created you to fail. He never created you to be sick. Hey, listen, this, we were never designed to deal with this pandemic. That's right. Come on now. But that which Satan, I love the scripture says, whatever Satan does, meant for harm, God turns around for good. Yes. Come on now. There's about to be some turnaround. Come on now. I said, there's about to be some turnaround. Some of you may have had some loved ones that they have gone through some things, and some of you, you know, maybe even had some loss. And, you know, but I'm here to tell you, God is about to restore some, some joy. Come on now. He's about to resurrect some joy. Come on. He's about to, about to resurrect some peace in our life. We're about, come on. We're about to have a resurrection. There's about to be an awakening that's about to take place in our life. But we got to make it personal. Come on. we got to get serious. we got to make it personal. And we got to go into the deeper things of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Oh, glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost now. Come on now, but the Holy Ghost in this full gospel church. This is a full gospel church, right? Y'all do believe in the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> Come on, amen. I know you do. Praise the Lord. 
And so we see here when, when Jesus was telling Simon, he said, look, it, it's interesting because people have a hard time. I don't understand what's going on. But Jesus was telling us up front. Even in James chapter 1, he says, count it all joy when we fall into divers Texas tests and trials. Look, we're not exempt from the devil. We're exempt from failing what the devil tries to put on us. Amen. 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 Say it again. Huh? Come on. I said we're not exempt from failing. Come on now. I mean, come on. Hallelujah. We're not. In other words, let me say this. I forgot. The Holy Spirit just said it out of my mind. We're not exempt from the tests and trials. What we're exempt is from failing. Come on, glory to God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because I've never said that before. This is straight from the Holy I'm getting downloaded just as I'm preaching to you. Amen? This is fresh from the throne room of God. I love getting fresh. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind leftovers, but I like fresh. Yes. Glory to God. And so we understand that tests and trials are going to come. Jesus, throughout the scriptures, was preparing us. And what he was doing was he was preparing you so that when it does come, it shouldn't rock your world. Because you should be so full of the word of God. You should be so full of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. That when it does come, you can deal with it and kick it back to hell where it came from. Decided not to accept the opportunities. That's right. That's right. I've had just as many invitations as you guys have. Right. Come on, to do something. Come on. I've had just as many invitations from the devil that you know to, to miss it, to blow it. There you go. And don't get my quiet in here now. Don't look at me like that. I'm in the country, so y'all will understand this right. Don't look at me like a cow at the gate. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because look, we all have invitations. You know, you get an invitation every day. Satan brings you a, has a has a demon bring you an invitation and wants to know if you accept this invitation to get in fear. He wants to know if you accept this invitation to to, to to accept sickness and disease. Come on now, he's always sending us invitations, but it's what you do with the invitation that makes the difference. Come on, you can either accept it or deny it. But I found out, I just decided to go ahead and create a Holy Ghost stamp that says deny. Instead of me just constantly, you know what I'm saying? I just sit there, deny, deny, reject, reject, deny, deny, reject. Come on now. Amen. I figured eventually he's going to get it. Yes. Come on now. Because I have decided, like Pastor David, I have decided to go all in. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I have decided to go all in to the things of God. I've decided to go all in to the things of the Word. That's why no, no, no sin, no sickness, no disease, the Bible can touch this body. Because I've decided to go all in. So now I, what I've done is I've released the responsibility. I put myself in God's hands. Now this is His life. This is His deal. And this is His story. I'm just living it out. I'm walking it out. Oh, come on now. So you've got to make a decision. But once you make a decision, you can't go back on it. Huh? Come on now, you've got to go forward in this. And that doesn't, doesn't mean everything's going to go smooth. But the Bible, uh, in, in Psalms 23, it says, Though that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we should feel no evil. Yes. Does it say, well, Though that we get into the valley to camp out, pitch a tent? No. Huh? No, no. Look, we have, listen, we have to walk through some things. Yes. You understand? Life is life. Come on now. But we don't have to fail. We don't have to become a statistic of the world's issues. Amen. Oh, come on now. 
I said we don't have to become a statistic to the world. What we do is we become a victory. Come on, we become a victor in the kingdom of God. So when somebody sees you, they see a champion. You're not, a, look, come on. We're, listen, we are contending for the glory of God. And so therefore we become champions. Amen? Amen. So when Jesus said here, Simon, Simon, Satan had desired to have you. He'd like to sit you like we. He said, but I love this next part. He said, but I want you to know something. Don't get upset. Don't get freaked out. He said, don't, 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 don't lose your mind, Peter. He said, because I want you to know that I pray for you. He says, I pray for thee. Now think about that now. This, so that tells me there must be something special about you and I. There must be something unique that actually Jesus is taking the time out to pray for us. Thank you, Lord. See, you're never alone. A lot of times in our lives we think that we're alone. We're never alone, man. You're not in this by yourself. And when you find yourself facing an impossible situation, that's, that's when you need to turn to the possible. Amen. Come on now. Come on, see, you need to turn to the possible because God says in his word, he said, all things are possible. Come on now. All things, I say all. all. Now, I'm going to does COVID-19 fall under the category of all? Yes. Come on, does addictions fall under the category of all? Yes. Does sickness and disease fall under the category of all? Yes. Does poverty fall under the category of all? Thank you, Jesus. Huh? So when we are facing an impossible situation, this is what the enemy, here it goes, the enemy sending you an invitation. Come on, the devil sending you an invitation. You reject it because what happens once you reject it, you're not sitting there looking at that anymore. You're turning to the possible. You're leaving the impossible behind and you're turning to the possible, which is Jesus Christ. In the moment that we start turning back our eyes towards him, instead of looking at what's going on on the television, on Fox News, CNN News, whatever, whatever headline news you're watching, turn the thing off and let's turn Jesus on. It's a time that we wake up. Come on, man. As a child of God, it's time that we wake up to the things of the Father. Wake up to the things of the Word. For the Word says that we're the head and not the tail. My Bible tells me I'm above and not beneath. That greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. My Bible tells me that thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph over every situation. I'm a triumph person. Come on now. I'm a victory person. I'm not trying to get victory. I am a victor. Glory to God. Why? Because Jesus is praying for me. Come on, I say, why? Because Jesus is praying for me. See, you're sitting here, you're trying to do it on your own. You're trying to figure this thing out. You're trying to figure out how this is going to happen, when this is going to happen. When all alone, Jesus said, I got this, baby. I got this. If you just let go and let me, I can take care of this. But then every time you want to go back to the well. Yes. Glory to God. We got to quit going back. We need to start going forward. Amen. Quit looking back there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we see here. So when, when Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan had desire to have you. He'd like to sit you like we. He said, but I want you to know something. I pray for you. Thank you. Lord. I pray for you. Well, so what is he praying for? Jesus. Come on now. What is he praying for? He said, I pray that thy faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Oh, come on. I believe we're going to get into some of this this week. Glory to God. By supernatural faith. He said, I'm praying. Watch this. He said, I'm praying that your faith will not fail them. Now, when you understand, underline the word or, or make a note in your mind or whatever. Because this is so much bigger than just that, that 
F-A-I-T-H. That five little word. It's bigger than just that five little word. Because when we see that faith, that all of a sudden we're thinking, I trust. You know, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that your faith will fail. But you have to understand what's incorporated in that faith. Because see, now when you understand this, now you've got to go back to the very beginning. We have to go back to Genesis chapter 1 for a moment. It's okay, let's just go back to Genesis chapter 1 for a minute. That's why you don't turn back to it. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens Amen. and the earth. And the earth was that form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And yet the Holy Spirit hovered over what? The King James says, darkness. One, another translation says chaos. I believe it's the message Bible says chaos. Huh? Come on now. And chaos hovered. Now let me ask you this question. Do you think that God was excited that chaos was, was in something that he created. Let me try this side over here. <laughs> oh, let me ask you. Let me, let, let, think about this for a moment. The Bible says in, in verse 1, God created in the beginning, the beginning of what? Beginning of life in general. Yes. Huh? Yes. On this earth, he created the heavens and the earth. Now you understand, they were different. He must have created the heavens and the earth before the fall of Satan. Because he, God doesn't create chaos. So the only way that chaos can exist is that Satan has to put his hand in it. Yes, amen. That's right. Huh? Come on. So when God originally created the heavens and the earth, there was no chaos. He already had us in mind. He already had Satan was Lucifer at the time. He was in heaven. He was the praise and worship leader of the, of the heavens. Why do, you think, why do you think Satan uses music? Because that's who he is. That's why music is such a big part of this earth today. Because of Satan. He's distorted it. God always created it to worship him. God intended music to be able to exalt his name. And to put us in a place. Come on now. Music has always been designed from heaven to put us in a, in a place of reception. Think about that. That's why we do praise and worship before we preach. Because it's supposed to put you in a place. Come on now. It's supposed to take you out yes. of the natural and put you in the supernatural. Because you've got to understand something. It's only in the supernatural that you're going to get revelation. I'm not trying to get knowledge to you. Anybody can buy knowledge. But I'm trying to get revelation to you. It's when knowledge becomes revelation. And once it becomes revelation, then it will change your life. Man, this is just the first morning. Can you imagine what it's going to be like? <laughs> Hallelujah. So when, 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 so when Satan, come on now. So when Satan messed up and, and you know, he took one third of anger, he thought he could beat God. Seriously. He thought he could beat God. And so there was a war in the heavens. Now, prior to that, God's already created heaven and earth. He's created heaven and earth because he's already intended. He's already intended to put us here. And I believe that was one of the things that Satan got jealous about. Because God was about to put something on this earth that was greater than him and bigger and better than him. Even when he was Lucifer, I believe it was that jealousy that stirred up in him. Because he saw God create a heaven in another place other than the heavens. Where Satan, Lucifer's name was never mentioned. Lucifer was never intended to be here. Come on, man. That God, because the Bible says in Ephesians is that we were created before the foundations of this world. In other words, we were already on his mind. Come on now. 
So think about that. So we see here. This is why Jesus is talking to Peter. And so in the middle of this, when he says faith, we have to understand this part because you'll never walk in the realm of faith until you understand this part, what was actually put in you. Because once you really understand what was put in you, you'll never go back again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we see here. Here's Jesus and here's the Father. You know, and so we have the war in the heavenlies. And, you know, and, and God just, you know, he just puts Michael on here. Michael, take care of business. And Michael already, from the very beginning, before Lucifer ever comes to this earth, he doesn't come to this earth as a victor, as a champion. He comes to this earth as a failure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So before he ever hits the earth, he's already a loser. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on now. Uh, come on. I said before he ever gets to this earth, Satan is a loser. So he's already coming here. He, he has no idea what winning is like because he's never won. So why in the world are you sitting here and allowing him to do something that, uh, that's a loser when you have a winner on your side and his name is Jesus? Glory to God. Come on. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to give God a shout of praise. Waking that thing in you. Waking that Holy Ghost in you. Ooh, my, my, my. So we see this. So watch this, watch this. So here's Jesus. And here's the Father. And here's God. And so in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was that form of void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Holy Spirit hovered over this chaos. Now we know that God doesn't create chaos. So this is where he put, when Lucifer got kicked out, he put him here. As a loser. God never intended Satan to ever win anything. That's right. You don't, look, you have to get out of your mind or think that God gets any glory out of anybody losing. That's right. That's right. There is no glory in losing. There is no glory in sickness and disease. There's no glory in hurt and pain. There's no glory in addiction. There's no glory in anything. Come on now. There's no glory in that. That means that Satan is taking advantage of you. The scripture says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So that tells me that we've got to educate ourselves with the word of God so that Satan won't take advantage of you. But the possibility is there if you try to do this on your own. But if you don't do this on your own and you turn your life over to God, go all in, come on now, go all in, then it takes the impossibilities and makes it possible when it comes to the Word of God. And what it does is it turns Satan into an impossible. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to Lord. God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. And so we see here, so the Holy Spirit is hovering over this chaos and over this darkness. And then watch this. And the next verse says, and God said. And verse 1 says, God said, let there what? Let's just stop. Let's just stop right there. We can't go any further. Let there be light. But let's back up to the first part of that verse. It, what did it say? No, what did it do before that? Stop. Say it again. God said. Say it one more time. God said. Well, if God said it. Hallelujah. So when God said, He released something on this earth that's never been released before. 
When God said, He actually released the spirit of faith. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You got to get a hold of it. When God said, you understand, faith has not been on the earth before. Only they lived here was Satan. Come on now. He created the heavens and the earth. You know what I'm saying? And he was probably getting to do something else until Satan rose up in the middle of his plan, in the middle of his construction. Oh, come on now. See, what, you have to understand. God was in the middle of constructing a home for us. He was in the middle of constructing a world for us without sin, sickness, disease, and poverty. A world of peace and joy and love and the Holy Ghost. This is what he was in the middle of creating. And Satan got jealous because he found out his name wasn't on the roster. And his name wasn't one that was going to be moved into this earth. But your name was. Your name was already in heaven. The Bible says that he knew your name before the foundations of this earth. He already knew you before you knew yourself. Come on now. So before he said, before he said something, he already had a name that he wanted to put on this earth. And when you wanted to attach faith to that name.
that he opened up his mouth. See, you have to understand something. This is the devil has trying to shut your mouth. The devil is trying to put words in you that are not God's words. And if they're not God's words, then they're words of failure. But when we start using God's words, it's a God's word of victorious and a God's word of winning. So when Jesus told Simon, Simon, Satan is trying to create chaos in your life. Huh? He's trying to recreate. See, you understand, all Satan can do is recreate. He's trying to go back to the grave. Come on, have you ever, have you, how many has ever had a, a pet die? And you buried it. You got another pet. And that pet went and dug up the old pet. I've had that happen. All of a sudden we buried one dog. And we got another dog. You know and then a couple months later the old dog showed up. No life in it. But we sure could smell it. Well I wasn't aware. He he, we, we, didn't, we didn't dare dig the grave deep enough. You know you should go six feet. We were not going to dig no six feet for no dog. Sorry. So I guess we were boys. We just did you know, three feet maybe or two foot. Who knows? We'd have to cover him up with dirt. That's what we did. Well, the next dog digs up the dog. So now I've got the new dog and I've got the old dog at the back porch. Something is stinking. It ain't the new dog. It's the old dog. And that's representation of Satan. Because Satan is trying to go dig up that which you buried. That's right. That's right. Huh? Come on now. That is, it's, it's dead. But even though it may be dead, it still can stink up your life. Ooh, don't get quite in this book out of the church. Huh? So we see here, so this is what was happening. So Jesus was telling Peter, now don't go back to that old man. Huh? Because you understand that old man is dead, and that which is dead stinks. And if you allow Satan to come in and dig up that old man and attach that old man to yourself, I don't care what you say, what you do, you're going to stink. Mm -hmm. Huh? Amen. Come on, you're going to stink until you back go back and bury that old thing again. So when Jesus, this is what Jesus was telling Peter because Satan wanted to sift him. Well, the only way Satan could sift Peter like we was to put Peter back in his flesh side, go back to the path where Peter used to be. And, and, and you see, if you study the history of Peter, there were times he would go back to his old thinking. And every single time he went back to his old thinking, it sunk up his life. It caused chaos. And every time that you try to go back to your old life, it will always cause chaos and it will stink up your life. And when that does that, faith is not in action at that moment because you buried faith and you dug up the death. Yes. Why? And then you wonder why chaos is happening in your life. That's why the world chaos is going on because we, we're digging up the old. And so we see here, so when Jesus, when God said, let there be, when God said, faith was released. And so when faith was released, not only was it, it was in a form. Everybody say form. Form. Because see, faith is not just a five-letter word. Faith is a, it is a conglomerate of ingredients. 
When you say cake, when you say cake, is it flour? Huh? Or is it a bunch of ingredients? It's not just flour. It's not just sugar. It's not just milk. It's not just frosting. Come on now. There's a whole lot of ingredients when you say cake. So we can't just single out one ingredient that makes a cake. So why are people trying to single out one ingredient that makes up faith? Faith is a conglomerate of ingredients. So when God said the first ingredient, now get hold of this, the first ingredient of faith is voice. Amen. So, you, so if you're not activating the very main ingredient of faith, the main ingredient of faith is your voice. Because it didn't say God hoped. It didn't say God prayed. It didn't say God took a hold of the blood. Come on now. It didn't say anything. What it did say was God said. In order for faith to become an existence, for faith to come alive, the very first main ingredient has to be released through voice. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and that's why it's so important what we watch, what we say. Come on, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But what comes out of your mouth will determine what happens next in your life. And the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. That's why you've got to be careful for what comes out of your mouth. Because you're releasing something. You're, you're either releasing life or you're releasing death. You choose. Because in Proverbs, it's life and death. It's in the power of the tongue. And that's the key ingredient of faith. You can either have faith or not. Because the opposite of faith is death. Come on now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when God said the main ingredient of faith was released and so the Holy Spirit was awakened. He was just in cruise control. You understand what I'm saying? Holy Spirit just sitting in cruise control just hovering. Just hovering. And the moment God said the cruise control came off and the gas pedal went down to the floor. The hammer went down. You understand what I'm saying? And when God said, the Holy Spirit took that. Took that when God said, let there be light. By the time he can even get the word light, the Holy Spirit had already been awakened, had already took with all cruise control. Because I'm going to tell you right now, some of you, the Holy Spirit is being in cruise control of your life. And you sit there and you're trying to blame this situation, blame that situation. Holy Spirit says, if you'll just get it right, if you'll just start speaking God's language, if you'll start speaking the word of faith, he said, I'll take that ingredient and I'll apply it to your life. And we can do some things, we can move some things, and we can change some things. Glory to God! Ooh, there's a Holy Ghost shaking one off. I believe that this week is going to be such an awakening to the things of God. Such an awakening to the things of God. And I'm telling you, you better get ready. You better get ready. You better get ready. Well, things are about to happen. Yes, amen. I said, things are about to happen. Glory to God. And so we see that. Watch this, watch this. So when God said, the Holy Spirit took what he said, let there be. Come on. He said, let there be, but let there be what? What was the first thing? Isn't it interesting that the first ingredient of faith <laughs> is light? Well, who is the light of the world? Jesus. Well, that's two of you. Who is the light of the world? Jesus is the light of the world. And the Bible says Jesus is the light of the world. So when God said, let there be, what he did was he actually released his son. Thank you, Lord. 
they released his son into this earth. So when he said, let there be, and that's what was an awakening of faith, actually the voice awakened faith, awakened the Holy Spirit who activated faith. And guess what caused the activation of faith? Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That means salvation comes from Jesus is the Savior of the world, is he not? That means salvation is present. So this thing about it for a second, the very first thing, the very first thing that God put on this earth was salvation. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Come on, now. He didn't put death on this earth. He didn't come on. He put life and life and life and life is Jesus. So when God said, "Let there be life," He released salvation. Come on now. He, he put Jesus here first so that we can have life and have more. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And so when Jesus was telling Peter, he said, I pray for you. Back in, in, in Luke 22, he said, Peter, I pray for you. That your faith. And what he was saying, he said, I pray for you, first of all, that your voice will not fail you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Not only did he say, I pray for you. That your faith will fail or that your voice will not fail. He's also saying that you realize I cannot fail. Because I am faith. <laughs> and people see the scripture and they just go, I don't know. Oh, praise God that the faith will fail. That means that I just have trust in God. No, 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 no. It's a whole lot more. This life of faith that I'm If you're just living life, just with, I'm just going to trust God. No, no, you got to understand. you got to be activating all the ingredients. Huh? Because if you miss one ingredient, guess what? It ain't gonna taste the way it's supposed to taste. Huh? Now, if she misses one pineapple ingredient, she didn't the pineapple out my pineapple cake, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> it ain't a pineapple cake if it ain't got pineapple in it. You understand what I'm saying? It ain't got her homemade ice and all this other stuff that she's putting in it. You know what I'm saying? It has to have all the ingredients. See, because, see, you understand, I've already tasted and seen. When I was here last year when she made that pineapple cake, she messed me up. And so I've been having to wait a whole year to get it again. But I'm telling you, I knew every single ingredient. I could taste every single ingredient. That's what made it desirable. You understand? The reason why the world is not desiring God, not desiring Jesus, because they have not tasted and seen. So, therefore, they don't understand all the ingredients. And see, all those ingredients create a craving. You understand? It creates a craving and a desire. And I'm telling you, that's why we have these meetings, so that we can create a craving and desire for the move of the Holy Ghost. When we create a move of the Holy Ghost, then your faith will not fail you. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and give God a shout of praise. Who we'll pick up here tonight? Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. My, my, I can't believe the time is Glory. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Father, we just thinking that this is just not an ordinary service, that this is not an ordinary week, this is not an ordinary meeting. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. But Father, we are turning our eyes towards you. We are turning our eyes towards you this morning, Father. Father, I thank you this morning, Lord, that if there be one person here, that they are just, there's so much chaos in their life, and they're tired of dealing with the chaos. You don't have to wait till tonight. You don't have to wait till Monday night, Tuesday. You don't even have to wait till the last night. But you can actually change some things now so we can enjoy the rest of the week. 
Oh, glory to God. So my prayer for you this morning is there be an awakening. There will be an awakening in your heart. There will be an awakening. Their scales will come off. You've tried it your way. You've tried to do it your way, and it has not worked. Now it's time to let go and let go. Now, I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm here to be able to be a vessel of God to help you. Because the Bible says we've all said, all come short of the glory of God. We've all had issues we've had to deal with in our life. But this moment at this time, I want you to know there's an opportunity right now for the impossible to become possible in your life. And you've been fighting, you've been fighting, and you have been fighting, and nothing has changed. And it seems to be one struggle after another, one thing after another. I want you to know right now that the Holy Spirit's here to take out that chaos. And I'm getting ready to pray. And if you won't pray this morning, I want you to step out of your seat and just come right here and meet you right here. Let's just go ahead and let's just take care of business right now so we can enjoy the rest of the week. Is there anyone here that wants prayer this morning? Yeah, come on. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Come on, this. Help me, Stacy. The big man, Stacy. And other Stacy, you can come sing with Tiffany for me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone else? Come on, step up. If you're here, step up. Come on, just take a couple steps forward. Yes, we'll get in this presence right now. Lord, oh, Rabbi, lift your hands towards heaven. Shalabusha. Oh, get ready. There's an anointing. Oh, my mama. Shalabusha. Oh, my mama. Glory. 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 I release. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. I release the spirit of faith right now. In the name. Glory to God. Ooh, Come on, get your hands towards that. Here we go. Ooh, what an anointing. What an anointing. What an anointing. No more, devil. No more. And we release it. A uh, Holy Ghost, they release a supernatural faith. She called us. No more. No more. We release it. We release it now. Glory to God. She killed it.
Everyone lift your hands towards heaven. Father, we just thank you. Oh, glory to God. And we can know this. We just getting started. We just getting started. We're going to dig and dig and dig, and then there's going to be that break, that dam's going to break on out. Oh, my sheep, that it will So, Father, we thank you this morning. I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That your word will not come back void in Jesus' name. But, Father, we set these meetings now. We set these meetings. Father, we're tapping into the vein. Uh, oh, it's going to be like a Holy Ghost gold rush. We're going to tap in that vein. It's just going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. So, Father, I seal this service this morning with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Because the word needs to get out. Amen? Amen. Amen. 